Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. 1235 in Edmonton. Last night uh, at uh, West Edmonton Mall, uh, Daryl McIntyre and Marty Forbes helped organize an event for... uh, local Edmonton area broadcaster, Bryn Griffiths, who I worked for uh, for a number of years and at another station, another time, another place. Bryn's just a great guy. And Bryn, uh, Bryn's got a, a real uh, health challenge uh, moving forward here. And Bryn always would talk about the toy department of life and how when you work in sports, you know, it really is the patient doesn't die on the table. And that's being reinforced today, obviously, with uh, you know what's happening right now with coronavirus. Scary, scary stuff indeed. We do have a game tonight. It's at Rogers Place. There's actually some tickets available for tonight's game at EdmontonOilers.com. It should be a kicker between the Winnipeg Jets and the Edmonton Oilers. As we bring aboard our Oilers Now headliner today for Touchback Safety. Your safety is their goal. Discover your safety training solutions at TouchbackSafety.com. And we welcome back to the show as he joins us every Wednesday on Oilers Now, former NHL general manager of the Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, once headed up one of the biggest hockey agencies in the business, Brian Lawton. Brian, how are you? I'm doing well, Bob. How are you? Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, we're watching the situation unfold and, with coronavirus and uh, the Golden State Warriors, obviously the state of California and specifically the San Francisco, San Jose region in a really unique position. It's a port city if you look at the historical... Um, you know, sort of pandemics and epidemics of the past. Often there was a connection to port cities and uh, some challenges there. And, and things are literally changing minute to minute right now, aren't they, Brian? Yeah, they certainly are, Bob. I mean, uh, I'm kind of a big math guy. And when I look at the math guy in terms of multiplication of what's going on, um, it's not that difficult to understand why they're changing minute to minute. Of course, we've seen the San Jose Sharks uh, really be banned from playing some home games coming up by the Santa Clara Department of Health. Are uh, we going to see that in more cities? I'd probably be more surprised if we don't than if we do at this stage. Yeah, and again, uh, as of this morning, the last time I checked, uh, the risk is quite low in the province of Alberta, uh, which, you know, probably doesn't surprise anybody. And there's some connectivity to, to people that traveled and that sort of thing. Um, and this is just something that, the you know, we've seen major European leagues shut down. Uh, some have canceled the remainder of the season. Um, I don't know who you've talked to recently with the National Hockey League. We're going to have John Shannon coming up in the final half hour of the show today as well. But... Uh, Suffice to say, the league is planning as best they can, given the situation right now, Brian? Yeah, no doubt about it. And I know Gary quite well, Batman, and Gary is a very, very uh, logical, common-sense-driven person. Uh, There's always outside factors that people may not know about, whether it's insurance concerns, 
things like that that, you know, you do have to keep an eye for. But at the end of the day, for the National Hockey League and the few people that I have spoken to over there, it's really about player safety, which we've seen them take some steps towards, and fan safety. Uh, it's a long-term view over there. This is a, even though it may continue on for several more months, nobody really knows that, or longer, it's still a short-term issue for all sports leagues to deal with. Uh, but in the in the very, very short term, I think the NHL is completely on top of what's going on, and they're going to be proactive in terms of fan safety, as we've already seen also player safety. Uh, speaking of which, uh, news involving Harvard University, and I believe they're actually going to shut the school down here shortly, but they're not allowing their team to play this weekend in the ECAC tournament. Uh, which, uh, so they're forfeiting uh, their involvement in, in that tournament, and that's, you know, I'm, I'm not familiar with what's going on sort of the in, in, in the Boston area right now. But we do have a game tonight, uh, Brian, and it is a huge game between the Winnipeg Jets and Edmonton Oilers that could have significant uh, ramifications for the Western Conference playoff race. Uh, so we should have a pretty exciting hockey game between these two teams being played. Yeah, no doubt about it. Winnipeg, outside the wild card last spot right now, uh, just by virtue of really playing more games, tiebreakers, things like that, in a dogfight with essentially four other teams for what could end up being three spots. So five teams for three spots. Um, you know, really six if you want to include Arizona, which we should because they're not mathematically out of it. And Winnipeg, right in the thick of that. So they need wins in the worst way. Edmonton Oilers, you know, probably feel like they have a little breathing room. And yet it's hard not to notice how difficult their schedule is down the stretch here, Bob. So a lot of things going on for both these teams. Uh, Points are at a premium. Uh, The good news for Edmonton fans is nobody understands getting points better than Dave Tippett. Why is that? Maybe you could explain that to our uh, listening audience right now. As to uh, as part as part of his DNA, he's a practical person. It's part of his experience of having been involved as a player for a long time. Um, but it's also just part of uh, his overall beliefs. When I say DNA, as to how he looks at the game, uh, I thought he had some really interesting comments, you know, recently about maybe some poor play, how the team has won some games. You take the points, you move on, but you're always working on getting the team into a position where you feel better about their play. Uh, Injuries, sicknesses, you name it, all these things go into the equation. But uh, when you add it all up, there's a a real single-minded focus for Dave Pippett that I think transfers to the players as well. And uh, so far, uh, it's been really valuable for this club. I think Ken Holland is a lot like that as well. They are... uh, bottom-line orientated people. Yeah, well, and it's... uh, Now, Dave was quite specific and talked about the Oilers playing disconnected of late. Miko Koskinen basically stole five points in a span of three games for Edmonton. You know, beat Dallas 2-1. You know, it's funny. The shots were what they were in Dallas. I didn't buy the face-offs in that game, and you you take a look at Jamie Benn and uh, Tyler Sagan's face-off percentage, and I'm wondering if the same guys that count the face-offs in Dallas are the guys that did that vote down in Florida back about 18 to 20 years ago when Bush (laughs) ended up winning the election. Uh, 
I thought you'd get a chuckle out of that. But uh, Edmonton was dramatically outshot against Columbus, dramatically outshot against Vegas. They got three out of a possible four points. The Oilers had too much separation between the forwards and the D, and they needed to get back to practice. They had a real practice yesterday for the first time in 12 days. Maybe you could just comment on, uh, you know, when Dave, it's funny, Dave hasn't criticized players individually. He talked about the team playing disconnected. He got a practice day in. Um, your experience with Dave, you know him pretty well over the years. He doesn't mince words. Like, he protects his t- uh, players individually. But th- that's about as critical as we've heard, Dave, when he's you know, says, you know, we're playing disconnected right now. we got to do a better job. I- I- it says a lot about how he handles situations, doesn't it? It does. It says a lot about his respect for other human beings. He recognizes that. You know, what you ask these guys to do, a lot of people think, oh, you know, this guy's a bum or he doesn't work hard enough or this, that. These guys are trying as hard as they can. There's different levels of ability. Um, There are different levels in terms of work ethic. But for the most part, guys don't show up and go, I think I'll just take a night off tonight. They want to do well. Dave Tippett recognizes that. He has great respect for the individuals, and he treats them that way. Don't, don't take that as he's not telling people exactly where they're at. He just doesn't do it publicly. I know he doesn't believe in that. Um, and a lot of coaches in today's age don't believe in that. Bob, you didn't, you weren't coached that way. You were a horse's rear end if you didn't do something well, and they wouldn't hesitate to tell you, just like myself when I was a player. Well, young people are different. Coaches have had to adjust. The smart ones are on top of this stuff. That's why I'm obviously very positive that Dave Tippett is one of the elite coaches in this league. All right, I want to talk about another guy that I think's done a wonderful job this year, Lane Vigneault in Philadelphia. You uh, get a chance to see more of those games out east than me. What has he done well that's gotten this team? I mean, they, I know they had their nine-game winning streak coming to an end last night against Boston. Tuka Rask was stellar. But what is it that uh, V has done, to AV has done here to, to you know get the Flyers, you know, sort of right up there against Washington for top spot in that division. Yeah, it's been a real, Elaine Vigneault, I'll touch on him in a second, but it's been a real nice uh, organizational movement. You know, Chuck Fletcher comes in and he's been, Ron Hextall, you know, he did a lot of great things there. There was a little bit of a disconnect between him and upper management, in my opinion, in terms of pushing the team forward. Ron has, it takes a very long-term view. Uh, it really served the club well. You can't say anything negative about it. But clearly, uh, there's a disconnect in terms of ramping things up. Chuck Fletcher comes in, gets that message. They make a big signing with a guy like Kevin Hayes. Uh, they make a trade for Matt Niskanen. And those two players in particular have tilted the balance of this club from being a maybe wild card to a potentially winning the division team. It's made all the difference in the world. Uh, when I look at the coaching staff, and it's a really strong coaching staff, staff three former head coaches, uh, not unlike the Oilers, if you look at it, right? Jim Taker was the head coach yep. as well. But uh, ultimately, Michelle, his DNA, and all these guys have a book that, that we know about them, and his DNA is that he loves to roll four lines. Everywhere he's gone, that's the way he's deployed his players. Management has done a good job of now giving him four competent lines, especially after the trade deadline when they add even a guy like Derek Grant and Nate Thompson to round out the group. 
So they're re- they're just a really solid team. Uh, Travis Konechny has been amazing. Uh, he has been a good player coming off back-to-back 24-goal seasons, but he's exploding, and nobody would have had him as a uh, points leader on their club as a legitimate, really top three forward in this league right now, not in the overall league, just on his team, a top three forward. So that's been a nice surprise. Uh, I think Michelle has has learned. I think after the Rangers, he took some time off, went back to the drawing board, reevaluated himself. Uh, he's doing, in my opinion, a better job with his individual communications with players. Uh, he always had just a little bit of an edge to him, Bob. And, you know, I take a lot of time to talk to players that are coached by all these gentlemen in the National Hockey League. And I consistently heard things when he was in Vancouver where it was just a little bit over the line in terms of his individual communications with players. I think that hurt him a little bit as a head coach. He goes on, coaches in New York, uh, and here he is today in Philly. And I just think he's a better coach. I think he's grown. I think it's a good example of showing that you can continue to evolve even when you make it to the top of the mountain, which, of course, for coaches is to be a head coach in the National Hockey League. So kudos to him uh, and kudos to the job their overall management team has done. Brian Lawton is our Oilers now headliner for touchback safety. Bob Stoffer with you. So we go from the good and uh, a team going to a team that's struggling. The Dallas Stars. And I know they finally scored. They hadn't scored in the two previous games. Um, they don't score easy. They've, they've got two good goaltenders. They've got an experienced interim head coach with, with guys on their bench that have been NHL head coaches before. What do you see with Dallas right now, Brian? You know, it's really interesting. Uh, Garyanov has been terrific, but for him to be leading their team with 20 goals, when you have a Joe Pavelski and Tyler Sagan, I'm not expecting Corey Perry to necessarily be up there, but certainly Jamie Benn uh, and even Rupe Hintz has got 19 as their second leading goal scorer. It's, it's a little mind-boggling. They have taken their team in a real defensive direction. Uh, I love that about their team because I think they're locked and loaded when they get to the playoffs to jump right into the style of hockey they're going to see on a nightly basis. And that's why, you know, really last year, they could have ended up as the Stanley Cup champion if they could have gotten by St. Louis. That was a great series. Uh, They gave them everything they could handle. But the lack of growth uh, this year offensively, you know, we've seen a regression from Jamie Benn. Uh, Tyler Sagan is just playing way off from his, I think he had 80 points last year, maybe it was 78. Uh, nowhere near that pace this year. It's uh, it's concerning. Rick Bonus is an excellent coach, but they may need to find just a little bit more balance because we know how good they are defensively, uh, but they may be able to absorb just a little more risk in their five-on-five play. I really believe that. Where it wouldn't hurt them, it would actually be a positive I am generally never in favor of that, but in their case, I think it would help them if they could create just a little more offensive risk, a little more freedom of choice for the players. I think you'd see those numbers dramatically change. I think they'd be a better team for it. I still like them, even though they're really struggling right now. Brian, as always, we like your time. Let's hope uh, we appreciate your time, and let's hope that when we do this again next Wednesday, uh, we're talking about games played in front of fans 
and uh, get some positive energy going. I think we will next Wednesday. I'm not sure after that, but we'll see. I hope I'm wrong. All right, great stuff. That is Brian Lawton joining us from the NHL Network. He, of course, former general manager, Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, number one pick, 1983 NHL uh, draft, and headed up Octagon's uh, agency from a, a... you know, was terrific with Octagon Hockey back in the day as well. Guests on the show receive your certificates too. Roos Chris Steakhouse follows a sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan, Maggie, and Taylor that Oilers now sent you. Roos Chris, it's the greatest steak you've ever had. It's 1251 in Edmonton. We'll get to some Ashley Fine Fours texts when we come back in Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Coming up in the second hour of Oilers Now today, David Staples from the Cult of Hockey. Marat Atesh out of The Athletic in Winnipeg. John Shannon, our NHL insider. If you're looking for a bucket list trip this summer, join 630 Chad's Jalen Nye on a fabulous tour to Iceland and Ireland with New West Travel. We will explore the colors, culture, history, and magnificent coastal villages of Iceland and Ireland. Your trip includes air for, uh, airfare, 11 nights in first-class hotels, guided tours, and fabulous food. Book now and save 400 bucks for reservations call uh, New West Travel or visit newwesttravel.com. All right, as promised, let's get to uh, text. And again, you can text us at any time on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at uh, 780-496-0063. Landon has texted the show to say, Bob, do you think the NHL should just get cities that are the least affected by coronavirus to host the playoffs? Uh, there would be a greater chance of not getting a lot of people sick from Landon. You know what? This thing is moving so quickly. Um, I don't even know what to say about it. I mean, I will tell you again, if you go to the province of, you know, go to alberta.ca, coronavirus uh, dash info, uh, you know, all it says is currently as of 8.15 this morning, there are 14 cases in the province of Alberta, 93 cases across uh, Canada, and the risk to Albertans is still low. But it is uh, certainly something that is going to, uh, moving forward here, going to challenge, uh, be a challenge for major professional sports leagues, college leagues, all that kind of stuff. And uh, not a great situation, to say the least, for anybody involved. And I don't have the right, I, I don't know. I don't know where this is going to go. I mean, is there a possibility there might be games played at some stage in the National Hockey League in front of... Uh, Zero fans? Yes. Absolutely that could occur. Uh, again, you can uh, text us at 780-496-0063. Um, <laughs> hey, Bob, why isn't Craig Simpson on your show anymore? He was a regular for years. What did you do to, uh, well, I won't use the, the uh, phrase, but somebody else's uh, phrase. You know what him off. You must have done something. Craig was offered the opportunity to continue on the show. He elected not to. It was Craig's call. I loved having Craig on the show. And usually I know when I upset somebody, and I don't think I did in Craig's case, but if I did, well, it does happen. Uh, Bob, did you see uh, that the port city of Columbus, Ohio, is limiting large gatherings? Uh, Yes, Columbus has, uh, and it is not a port city. 
I'm saying historically, if you look at things like plagues, uh, often port cities have had some significant challenges during the days of shipping. We are at obviously a little bit different place today. Not sure how it's going to all play out. I know, this that, uh, you know, there, and John Shannon will provide us some more information coming down the pipe here at about uh, 145. But this is an ongoing story that... Um, there's there's a lot. I mean, a lot of you are European soccer fans, and they are having uh, to completely reevaluate. I mean, Italy is shut down right now, and uh, so there's there's international leagues out there and Champions Leagues going, all that kind of stuff, playing in front of empty venues as well. So there you have it. Twelve fifty eight in Edmonton with more on the coronavirus, and yes. We work in sport. It's the fun stuff in society. There's real uh, news out there. Eileen Bell up next with a global news weather traffic update. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.